Peyton one. Hillis was the next. Welcome back to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Joe Juravicious has taken the king's chair in the middle. First of all, um, for those of you that don't know, I don't know where you've been living, but Joe uh, played in three Super Bowls, won one with the Buccaneers. He's a Cleveland guy from uh, Lake, Lake Catholic? Lake Catholic. Lake Catholic High School. And then later played for the Cleveland Browns. We're going to get into all of that in there just a minute. But my, we, when we first found out that we were, we were going to be doing this show, we reached out to the guys with uh, Cleveland Ties. And your name was one of the first ones that came up. We've got to get Joe in studio. Then we found out that a couple of years ago, a Kansas City radio station had called 92.3 where G. Bush works and said, hey, we'd like to have someone on to talk about the game. And somehow there was a miscommunication. They either thought they had specifically asked for your number, but they thought they were getting Joe Jervicious, but they really got Garrett Bush, who was a weekend radio host, had played football in college, but never played in the NFL. So if you're hearing this for the first time, the setup to this is Garrett Bush goes on the radio station. The hosts think they're talking to Joe Jervicious, but they're not. And my man carried out the ruse for about 15 minutes, and oh. they never figured it out. Here's the only clip of the interview that we have. <laughs> if we had the whole thing, trust me, we would play it. But let's jump off with this sound clip. Watch. We know the Cleveland Browns got over the hump. It's been a long, long time since they had a playoff win. And someone who spent time in Cleveland, not only, of course, grew up in the area, but played for the Cleveland Browns and was able to win a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Prior to that, he is former Browns wide receiver Joe Jarevicius, kind enough to give us some time. Joe, great to have you on the show. Just what was your reaction, though, as you're watching that game on Sunday, knowing the long, long years, obviously, of, of, of suffering Browns fans? Uh, you know, it, it was just a great opportunity um, to, to just watch the, the Browns really, you know, get over the hump a little bit there, you know. Um, when you go back and you look at, you know, what the Browns have gone through over the long period of time, uh, you know, just being, um, you know, a, a person in this area, growing up in in in, uh, in Northeast Ohio, and, and looking at what you know the Browns, um, you know, look what the Browns have gone through from you know the binder fumble to, you know, going through what they've gone through over that time period with with Elway and some of the things that put on his um, you know John Elway and trying real hard. Put him through and not being able to get over the hump and the team leaving, you know, it was just a, it was a relief um, just to be able to you know put some of those things to the side. And um, not only be able to do that, but to be able to do that against the Pittsburgh Steelers and Big Ben Roethlisberger, who has been a thorn in the side of the Cleveland Browns, um, I, I would say pretty much since uh, the team coming back in 1999, was just such such a relief and something that was just uh, such a, a great sight to see for the organization, the fans, and, and so many other different play, uh, so many other players um, as well. Joe, how did he do? <laughs> I think what's funny is, like, listen, throughout my entire career, I could probably think of two times in the 11 years I was involved in the NFL, college at Penn State, maybe one or two times, but I was typically the only white guy in the entire locker room, <laughs> right. the entire receiver room. Right. You know what I mean? So now to have this whole thing come full circle. And what's awesome about this is, you know, I wasn't pretty, I wasn't very savvy with social media and stuff, but my daughters are blowing my phone up and they're in school. Dad, you're trending. I'm like, what the hell does trending mean? <laughs> I don't know what that means. And they're like, you did a radio interview at, uh, in Kansas City. I'm like, no, I didn't. Really do. So this whole thing, so my phone starts blowing up with friends and family to listen to sports radio, and here's Joe. <laughs> Yo, I, and, and people, like, I'm, I swear to goodness, man. So people th say, well, how, why did you, why'd you do that? Like, and I said, well, first of all, when they called me, I'm like, Wow, I'd have made it. They didn't call me from Kansas City. I made it. No. I called my mom. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna be over here on Kansas City Radio. Y'all don't even know. So I'm like, they called me up. They like be ready five, ten minutes early. I called they called me up. And um they never said usually when they call you, they confirm like, hey Garrett, this is so and so from what's the name? You'll be talking to so and so. And we're gonna have you on in a second. Today they didn't they didn't confirm. So I'm like, oh man, they must already know everybody know who I am. So they was just like he gets through his intro, and then all of a sudden he says, "We got Super Bowl winning receiver Joe Jarvis." And I'm just sitting there, and in my mind, I'm thinking, "There's one or two ways out of this thing. I could either tell them you got the wrong dude, and they're gonna say, 'Wow, 
and then the producer, whoever signed me or find my number, is going to be looking crazy because not only am I not white, not only <laughs> am I too fat to be a receiver, check, and, check. and I ain't even that hot. I would, I would, I would do one weekend a week. I do one day a week. They're like, you couldn't even get a regular one. You could at least faked it with the regular. You got the weekend dude. So I just said, well, you know what? I don't want to cause no troubles. I'm going to just do the interview, bro. So I just dug in my bag and was like, you gotta sell it. You ever be a stand-up comedian? Gee, the it's, first, nice it's the it's the oh my goodness before you start talking. <laughs> like, because like, oh, he heard that a little bit, like oh. I like his cover on. Um, you know, growing up in uh, Northeast, yeah, Ohio, right, yeah. Right? <laughs> pretty big area. I, yeah, that could be that could be Youngstown. Joe, that my favorite was he was asked later in the interview, like what. What were you? What was the reaction to your teammates when you won? And you gave the story about the tarmac. Oh yes, yeah, repeat so you, that. I say, you know, it's once in a lifetime opportunity. You know, you work your whole life to get to that point. And I tell my teammates, we had a meeting before, um, you know, before we left for the stadium. I said, listen, when you when you when you get here, you soak that in. <laughs> You never know. You never know when you're going to get the opportunity to be back here. And when you get off the plane, off that tarmac. That's real, though. That's it just pretty it hits cliche, you, right? It hits you, man. He's been listening. Remember the Titans? That's kind of like he a quoted his favorite football movie. <laughs> exactly. I was like, man, this year, I, I, I play that. The, the only tarmac we got off of at, at OU, we got off at Iowa State one time. <laughs> and we got blew out. <laughs> It wasn't the same speech. No, it wasn't. It wasn't the same speech. It wasn't the same accommodations. We didn't have the same lunch. We didn't have the same hotel. Uh, yeah, no. But he was. I'm, I'm shout out to Joe because he was a good. He was a good sport. Like a lot of times, people could have came on and be like, "Who the hell is this guy?" I think he came on our radio station after that. He was with Dustin and um, and uh, Adam the Bull, right. and they talked about it. It was a good sport about it. You know, I wasn't clout chasing or nothing, man. You know, some people would be doing stuff, and you'd be like, "Hey, I'm gonna just do this to get on." I was like, "Man, I was honestly looking out for the people to say I didn't just want it to be awkward." So I finished the interview, and then somebody gave me the name Bro Jerevicious, and it kind of like. It, it stuck for oh, like, it's stuck. Oh, it's a great nickname. Yeah, yeah. Put it on so the later show. in the show, we're going to play Bro versus Joe. So each of the guys have given us a handful of tidbits about their lives that very few people know. And McNuggets will read them. And then the panel here, Maurice, Ty, and myself, will try to guess if that's Joe or if that's Bro. So I can't wait Who's for that. Who's by the way? Yeah, see? We, we twi- twi- I know. Like you guys right, do look but. a lot alike. Last game is very but, Right? We got the same. But after that. Now, Joe is, no. in way, Joe is in way better shape. And by the way, I always wanted to know this. Joe is a big dude. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he got the, like, you see, say he, he was the first red zone target like that, right? <laughs> he was like, he about 6'4 in real life. I'm like, dang, Joe kind of big, dog. He, yeah, he can, he, can, he can run a fade route. No, he had definitely had a presence. Um, I guess we want to start with the college stuff before we get to the NFL. How the hell did you get away to Penn State? That's what I want to know. Well, so I mean, you got two it's Buckeyes actually interesting right. with two Buckeyes sitting next to you. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, at the time, Coach Cooper was under all that scrutiny. Oh, people were throwing stuff at him, yeah. hot dogs, Coke, you name it. They were doing it. So, <laughs> again, I honestly, I wasn't very sure that he was going to be there. Really? So, I think all of us, there's a little bit of comfort knowing who your coach is as you kind of walk in and into your first day as a freshman. So, for me, Coach Cooper was just under all that scrutiny. People were talking about him. It was throughout all North, Northeast Ohio media that – he might not be there. He might be there. And then, lo and behold, uh, Coach Cooper was there for my entire time in college. Mm. But that was one of the big reasons. And then four years later, uh, I was at the Hula Bowl, and Coach Cooper was my coach. head coach at the wow. Hula Bowl when mm. they used to wear Hula Bowl later. in Hawaii. But around that time, Joe Paterno was still Yeah, he was, yeah. he was up on his pedestal. And, you know, it was kind of funny. Like, with, with the benefit of hindsight, I probably would have done things a little bit different. Like, I love Penn State. It helped me. Uh, you know, I would never be foolish enough to say that it 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 hurt me. Sure. I just probably would have looked a little bit different. You know, Did you I grow would, up a Buckeye fan? I followed Ohio State. I followed Michigan. I followed them all. Notre Dame, going to a Catholic school. Yeah. You know, it was always Notre Dame growing up in a Catholic family. So mm-hmm. there's all that stuff. But Coach Cooper, uh, four years later at that Hula Bowl, I love the guy. Like, and there was a part of me that was like, man, 
Wow. It's kind of Probably a, stayed in state, stayed yeah, home. Maybe, maybe that would have been a thought. But it, again, that was the big reason that I didn't. Were, were you committed state. to Ohio State and then went to? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't committed. I was just kind of going through the process. You know, we talked about uh, before we got on air here. We talked about Allstott. Uh, my high school quarterback, Rick Tresger, was Mike Allstott's quarterback. Coincidentally, at Purdue. Purdue. Wow. Uh, yeah. So there was just I went to visit Purdue, knowing I probably wasn't going to go to Purdue. I went to Michigan, and I knew at the time there was just so much. Um, there's a lot of pressure on it, right? And I knew that I wasn't going to go to certain schools, but then there's sometimes that I wished, maybe I looked down south. Maybe mm -hmm. I looked out west, like Arizona State, and just did something completely different. Mm -hmm. But I could tell you, you know, Penn State's a great school. It helped me get to where I am today. Sure. And the number one reason, in all honesty, that Ohio State wasn't looked at is just because Coach Cooper was under a lot of scrutiny. There was the a lot. I remember, it, gosh, every year he'd go undefeated and then he'd go into that Michigan game. No, don't, 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 don't talk about it. I know. <laughs> listen, I've got the stars it. from it, too. It was, it was, it was very wow. difficult mm. to watch it. I can understand how, because that's very important. You know, you guys made that decision, and you know when you're in that spot, you want stability. You want to make sure that that guy's going to be there I for mean, your yeah, four years. I think if you look at what's going on here in Cleveland, right, from, from my time here, I've never seen more change. I mean, there's change every year, whether it was an offensive coordinator, whether it was a head coach. Mm -hmm. So quarterbacks never have a time to kind of get acclimated to a system because usually six months or a year later, somebody's moving. So change isn't always good. Um, but here in Cleveland, it's been a little bit detrimental. But, you know, listen, I think overall I'm, I'm – you know, I love the game of football. I miss it. You know, I was looking at Leroy on television here. Yeah. And all of us are in pretty good shape. Like everybody, most football players you run into, we're talking about my size. But mm. I'm around all these former players, man, we're, I think most of these guys stay in pretty good shape. And I'd love to get back after it, but Dang. I'm only good for one smoke. You give me a third and one, I'll bet you I can help you out. I'll catch it. I just don't know if I can run oh, five. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this question. You know, when you're dealing, when I talk to Tyvis all the time, uh, and Maurice was on earlier this year, um, when you're done with the game, yeah. right, um, I, I, it, it was hard for me as a college player to just say, this is, this is it. I'm done. Did you have a difficult transition um, away from the game? And what what did you find um, that you kind of, you know, took your time and, and really got into as something that was a passion? Football doesn't ever really leave you. It just leaves the fact that your body can't do it anymore. But what was it difficult for you to transition? And what have you got into now that kind of took that place? Yeah, well, I think this is actually going to kind of go to what Maurice is doing right now. I will tell you that mental de depression is a real thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the head, the head injuries going from being not necessarily on a pedestal, but from having that kind of high stakes lifestyle to where you're playing football every week, every weekend, right? You're staying in shape during the off season. Every day you're competing against somebody to stay on top, to keep your position, to not have them draft somebody high. Um, that stuff was a reality for me. So I remember uh, for two years after I done, I battled depression pretty bad. Mm -hmm. um, I battled it to the point where I one time went on a high school football field and I started crying. Wow. I could not step on anything green. Really? Uh, yeah, it messed with me. So um, how did you get over that? Well, I that year for those two years, I have a buddy. My best friend from football is a guy named John Howell. He uh, was a backup safety to John Lynch in Tampa. <coughs> yeah. And John's a, uh, like a John. rancher. He's a rancher in Nebraska and uh, 45,000 acre ranch. And I went out there and I played cowboy for a couple years. I would fly back on the weekend to be with my daughters. Wow. And then, um, you know, knew that ranching wasn't going to be my my livelihood. Well, it was uh, therapeutic. You know, yeah, but it was therapeutic. And again, you, you're trying to find all these outlets. So anybody that knows me, I love hunting. I love fishing. I love my kids, uh, my wife. So I just tried to kind of find something to do back home. I got into laundromats. Now it's blown up into this commercial laundry business. I've heard that. The clean group. So, you know, we're doing Rocco Whalen's restaurants and we're doing bars and the Aloft hotels and we're doing all mm. these big things here. And I bought a warehouse on 55th right down the road from here. So, um, I just kind of got into this, this learning business to keep myself occupied. But uh, I will is that tell you, everyday purpose? Yeah. Is, that, is that what yeah. you think pulled you out of your depression? Uh, I think it, it sometimes it puts me back into depression. <laughs> 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 but, but what I would just tell you is like, uh, I think it's important that you talk about it, right? That mm -hmm. depression, it, it's dangerous to find yourself in bed. Um, you know, all the things, all the bad things. You know, I'd be a hypocrite to say that there wasn't a lot of. Uh, you know, things that professional athletes have, you know, um, 
I was trying to find pills and I was trying to do all these things that just kind of sleep mm -hmm. throughout the day because mm -hmm. I couldn't sleep at night. So I, I would just be up and I'd be tossing and turning and, mm -hmm. you know, these bad thoughts creep through your head. Wow. I and, think uh, but he, he did say something. Like, there was a couple of things you said that I can identify with just uh, staying engaged in something that's like, like a high level of engagement, getting ready for a game, getting ready for practice, or he's about to take my job, just always being on and not being a driver, right? And I think a lot of times when you when you transition from the game, you say, okay, where does this skill set apply elsewhere and how can I create this environment? Yes. And most people aren't wired to want to be engaged or want to be serious or want to be chasing something, you know what I mean? And I think just always having something on the board. So, <clears throat> excuse me, you may have found it with business where I got a team, I got targets, I got things I'm trying to accomplish. And it's not necessarily for the money, but just for the engagement of it or the pursuit of it or just to put so yourself you kinda, in something. So you kind of turn your business in, into a football mentality. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's literally... Because it's, that's what you know. Yeah, because and if, to think about it, like it helped me in my career in football. Like I was successful when I was on. So how can I take this same mentality and apply it to something outside of football? Sure. Because if it helped me be successful in football, then if I take that same mentality and apply it so elsewhere, yeah. I should be as good. And that's so that's kind of the way. But, but that's the way I thought about it. No, but the depression bridge is from. Oh, you know, yeah, I ain't talking about the depression. No, no, part. no. You don't know where it's like, you don't know how to go from mm. here to this next phase. And then just like the little gray area in between becomes a depression because yeah. you're like, damn, what do I do? He's not going to a locker room anymore. Yeah. He's not going to a team meeting anymore. He's not, even though he's Joe Jervicious and there's a reverence for him, like, like I have to bridge that new thing and then I have to start from to here. To get to what's next. To mm -hmm. get to what's next. And so yeah. that's, that's tough, you know, and then. You know, you have in a professional world, you have a lot of things that hold you to make you who you are. And now you have to do all these things yourself and yeah. then you have to develop all these skills and yeah. develop this different mentality and yeah. develop the team. And, so I don't know. And I think what kind of to his point is like you don't want to fail as an athlete. So for me to get into business, I started hiring business coaches. I started uh, hiring a, a, a former CFO of a company to start learning numbers, which was my downfall in school, mm -hmm. right? Sure. So now here I am dealing with numbers and I'm putting myself in an uncomfortable situation. And with my kids, my daughters, I always tell them, I need you guys to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because people that flourish, right? Athletes that flourish, man, man you're always uncomfortable. Advice, you know? It's hot outside, it's cold outside. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My body doesn't feel right, but I need to kind of make this play right here. My team needs me to step up, need to win this game. So, you know, I have sports to fall back on, but it took me a few years. Uh, you know, doctors and psychiatrists. And it's interesting. It. <coughs> you, 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 just like Maurice, you went to what you knew in your life, yeah. and you, you said, I need coaches. Yeah. Like, I mean, your whole life you had a position coach, you had yeah. a head coach, you had a coordinator. And so it, I find it fascinating that to find that same success or even personal happiness, you created a structure around you that had been around you in all your early years when you had success as an athlete? Yeah, there's zero question. So I think all of us do better with coaching. I don't think there's one guy up here that couldn't go on a pro football field or a college, college uh, coaching facility and, and coach guys, right? We know the game well enough, but for me, I did not know business. I knew nothing about it. And to go into grabbing some of the accounts like Rocco's place and Aloft Hotels, Joey Longo's places, to go throughout Cleveland, Ohio with my best friend from high school and to be able to kind of build this thing to where we are right now is almost in a way more meaningful mm. to me than what I did professionally. Because you had to work harder at it? Yeah. Didn't come it natural? Just, it was it was brutal. I mean, I remember one time one of my laundromats I opened up on Lorraine Avenue. Um, I was working on a machine. And uh, so I've got the front panel off. I'm underneath working on a, on a pipe. And I hear a lady ask the, the attendant over there, did he lose all his money? And I'm like, damn, just because I'm working on a machine, I lost all my money. I'm just trying to learn my book. But, so it's funny. It's taken all different shapes and forms. But um, I'm, I got purpose every day. You know, I'm a volleyball dad now. My daughter's going that's to the awesome. University of Nebraska to play volleyball. Awesome. Congratulations. 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 That's, that's a big one. So my youngest, uh, we're writing that story right now. I bought a push-pull sled. Yesterday, yeah. I had their asses pulling it up the driveway and down the driveway. No free lunches in the house. Hey, I love that. I know do, I love that. Do, now, this is – so you're doing, doing all these different things, and, and, and you guys can definitely um, chime in on this too. The fact that – do you find that you, you, you watch the game differently, right? Like when you're done, I, I mean, you, you, you watch it from the standpoint of watching films and what you got to do. And then when you're done and you're finished – 
How long was it a time period? Because some people have told me it was a time before they could actually watch the game on TV because they couldn't watch it. They just wanted to be away yeah. and then they eventually came back. Do, do you see the game differently? Do you enjoy it the same way on TV? Oh, for, for me personally, uh, probably when I, when, I, when I got kicked out of college, it was hard for me then. Like what he went through, it probably whenever you got done playing with 33, 34, I don't know. It was 34. Uh, yeah, yeah, 34. I went through that at 19. So I, I can vividly remember that depression. But I just want I can I can see it as entertainment now, you okay. know, just because you, you understand life and I don't know. He's a little bit younger than me, but it's just like entertaining and um, it just entertainment to me. I don't I don't there's no you don't dig too deep into it. No, you just just to me to yeah. me. Do it's, you it's watch just the game, Joe? I now? do. So it's funny because the question is like am I a Browns fan? Yeah, I want the Browns to win because um, uh, I'm a Clevelander sure. born and raised. The reason I played football was because of guys like Webster Slaughter and Reggie Langhorne <laughs> yeah. and Brian Brennan and wow. right you know watching all these guys play and the cardiac kids and and being inside my garage as a kid having a tailgate party eating dog bones and spray painting <laughs> my white shoes with <laughs> my orange like there's all these things that come with it but right now if I'm answering honestly I, I don't care if the Browns win or lose I want them to win but if they don't win on Sunday I can't let it affect my day like my 50, feel, 58 year old it took buddy 40 years to get to that space. Yeah, well, like I, I got a buddy like that will call me every every Monday morning complaining. I'm like, Doug, don't let this bother you. We don't hit you like that. Joe, your career was so fascinating to me because you go to a Super Bowl with the Giants. You win a Super Bowl with the Bucks. You go to another Super Bowl with Seattle. So I remember having conversations with friends that I had in Tampa that were oh. that grew up like me, a huge Cleveland fan. Right. And by then I had already moved to New York, but I was still I followed the Bucks and 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 I had a group of friends in Tampa that were from Cleveland too that that knew your career well. And I remember when when you became a Cleveland Brown, I called a bunch of them and I'm like, he's the missing link. We're going to the Super Bowl. Everywhere this guy has played. He's gone to a Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then the Browns happened. And, 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 <laughs> well, I'm gonna make you and guys they ruined laugh. you. I'm going gonna, gonna to make this. I'm going to make you guys laugh. So when I was in New York, we lost in Super Bowl 35 to Trent Dilfer was a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Dilfer was Dilfer was released, went over to Tampa. Yep. He came back to Tampa to win the Super Bowl. So I went I went from New York over to Tampa. The Buccaneers release Dilfer, right? Play my three years in Tampa. I get released. Dilfer's now in Seattle. I go from Tampa <laughs> to Seattle. We go to the Super Bowl. Dilfer comes to Cleveland That's a from brother. Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, get, I, I, I signed a one-year deal on purpose. Seattle tried to sign me to a four-year deal after, and I wanted to come home and play in my childhood home. Right? I wanted to play in front of my family one time. So, honest to God, I walk into the facility for our first off-season <laughs> workout, and Trent Dilfer is, is sitting. I could tell you what I could tell you what elliptical he's on, and he looks at me and he goes, Sorry, "That bleep ain't happening here." <laughs> <laughs> so that's a true story. So you know, I see Trent out once in a while with his daughter to the basketball circuit, but he's done a really good job of what he's done. But um, yeah, I, it's a true story, man, and like it just makes me laugh. So there's all these things <laughs> that he called it. Yeah, he called. Well, that one wasn't hard to call, but guys, I, I remember it wasn't long after you came that the staff infection yeah. happened, and yeah. I, I mean, that was like I, La Charles was came a, home and La Charles. Oh, yes, he's a guy to watch. Like uh, to me, like I, just I talked follow, to him last week. Now he's unbelievable. Yeah, like you look at that out guy. Of Arizona, he's about a guy to hey. put together. Yeah, like, no. you look at him, <laughs> and he's reached out to me. Uh, I reached out to La Charles during kind of our deal, but. Throughout the years, with Charles and I, and again, like here's a kid that was from St. Ignatius High School, one of the baddest men on the entire planet. Hey, looks listen, like too. And you're not exaggerating. No, he's nasty, man. Look, yeah. I had a conversation with him last week. We'll have offline. Yeah. He, he, so it's just kind of funny. So, you know, I came home for the right reasons. And, you know, I, I still never forget, like, as many, there were so many good things to be a captain of your hometown football team sure. and go 10 and six. And we should have been in the playoffs man. that year. We were close. Man. Like there's man. some things that really Hurt. sit with me and like it, it feels great. But I remember driving right by the Muni parking lot and I remember seeing, uh, I used to always go home from the hotel. Here's a little kind of crazy thing, but I used to leave the hotel at home games. I would go home and go in my garden. I'd pick my tomatoes, wow. water my flowers to calm down. Right. And as soon as I took my shower, it was ACDC, Metallica, 
uh, Jay-Z, you name it, like I, I did it. Yeah. I did, it was a complete opposite. So I just kind of went down and then I went up. But I remember the very first game my family knew never talked to me in the car if they drove with me. I just would drive with my knees and visualize catching footballs from the house all the way to the stadium. And uh, I remember driving by the Muni lot and I saw somebody, well, a bunch of people wearing my 84 jersey. And I remember crying. Because again, it's hard to say, you I mean, know, you're from yeah, Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was Cleveland. That was my, that's the reason I played football is a, is a kid and then to drive by and see it there. But that's awesome. there were plenty of great things. And again, I want the Browns to win. And going back to that earlier question, like it doesn't, it doesn't affect me on Monday, uh, but I want these guys to win because I don't know if there's a more passionate fan base that honestly deserves. Uh, even, what you, even when he's saying that, like I was, uh, I was in, with the Raiders this well, past week and I was talking to Josh McDaniels. And I said the stuff that means mo the stuff that means everything is you can't buy that. I don't care how much money you yeah, got, right? Whatever. It's just certain experiences that you get through sport, through football, basketball, whatever. That's what depresses you. Like you, you don't have the ability to go pursue that no more. You don't have the ability to fight somebody and win something. And so that stuff is like even as he said, I'm like I'm visualizing stuff that I've done. It's probably a little, little quirky, but yeah, been, has been meaningful. But same yeah, deal. Like you like your routine, the, the routine yeah, of what you eat. McNuggets, you got something, man. It's time. It is time. People are asking. But, but before we do bro versus Joe, I just want to say I had goosebumps when Joe was telling that story. That, that 84, <laughs> driving that 84, by the seeing somebody with That's a scene in a movie. Oh, it, I cried. it really is. That's a scene in a cried. movie. Like, it got it me. Like, yeah. it, that was real. I mean, it really was. And I think it's important to all the crazies that assemble every Sunday in the Muni lot to hear that story. That's crazy. Because to know that they meant as much to you as you meant to them. That's why. That's what yeah. makes this whole thing work. That was yeah. a top three memory for me in my yeah. in my career. Which and it wasn't even a playing thing. Yeah. It was but a driving by. But it right. symbolized everything you did. Yeah. Worked. Yeah, it, it made it come full circle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, bro. I can't wait, bro or Joe. Bro or Joe. <laughs> this is maybe the most anticipated segment we've done so far. <laughs> of all so time. Like the music. I'm gonna cry. Oh man. Yeah, <laughs> bro will cry. Will I'm cry. gonna present you a fact. Jay, Tyvis, Maurice, you're going to have to guess. All right. Bro or Joe. So without further ado, Steve, let's <laughs> Fun fact number one. I'm a huge space documentary buff. So much so, I have a tattoo of Saturn. Is that Bro Jerevicious or Joe Jerevicious? That's absolutely Joe. That's absolutely I'm, Joe. I'm going to say bro. I'm going to say bro, too. Survey says. It's got to be Joe. It is bad. Yes. Uh, uh, yes. You guys know him the least. Yes. We spent two hours in the gym every day together, right next door. And you ain't never said anything about there, that. There it is. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's it's all these conversations we've had in the gym, and you've never once we, said anything about that. That means we're interesting. We had a lot of other stuff to no, talk about, did. right? No, we turned right? up a lot of stones. Lot. I thought I was going to go undefeated. <laughs> Joe, I, I literally was like, I was driving to work today, and I thought, I'm going to get them all right. I know, <laughs> I know, I know bro, you're a vicious. I know him. I guess I don't. Not well enough. Yeah, let me see. Are you a space buff? Or all right? I think that stuff's for, like, for geeks. I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> that's, that's, why, that's why my wife and my daughters fall into that. I'm like, oh, man, like a geek. I know. I just don't get it. And I'll if you don't here, get it, you don't get I'll it. I'll be fooling y'all out here. Yeah. I tell you, bro. And hey, that's just the first one, guys. We have a couple. Oh, okay. man. I'm on one. Number two, Steve. Cool. I took a ballroom dance class and was asked to compete not long after. Is bro. that Bro Jerevicious Joe. or Joe? That's 1,000% Joe. I'm going Joe, too. I'm going for Joe. Joe, for sure. They seem <clears throat> confident. Are they right, though? Steve? Yes, they yeah. are. Uh, <laughs> Yes. So I ain't this giving you any, any credit for so dance skills. I took ballroom <laughs> yeah. dancing, right? So one thing that I think I can do is after spending all the time with my buddies throughout the receiver room, oh, yeah. I love dancing. I like, <laughs> yeah. I like having a good time. But the uh, the cut, the, the, the that's it. No more ballroom dancing is when it came to glitter clothing and pointed shoes. Yeah. And heels. Oh, yeah. You got to draw the line Man, somewhere. Yeah. Right? I ain't going out there in those I'll do a lot of stuff, but that ain't one of them. Yeah, so. sequence boy shorts. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, one and one for me, two and zero oh for the guys over here. Here we go. All right, bro this or Joe. This next one is my favorite because they both sent me food-related oh, fun facts. Man. So I chose one. Uh, okay, Steve. Uh, oh man. I once set a driveway on fire, deep frying a turkey. I'm gonna say. Vicious or Joe? I'm gonna say Joe. 
I'm, I'm going, going bro. bro all the You're way on bro. that. <laughs> you put a fro you put the frozen turkey in there. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that boy. <laughs> Survey says. Ah! Yes! So, yes! So here's the one of my best friends, one of my best friends is a defensive coach for the Colorado Avalanche who played a night versus the, the Tampa Bay yeah. Lightning. So anyway, Nolan and I get this idea we're gonna deep fry our turkey, come over my house. Like an idiot, we brine it in water overnight. Oh, oh, <laughs> the water don't mix. Next thing you know, it starts bubbling and then shooting stuff all over the place. <laughs> and right. my driveway is on fire. So, <laughs> true story. <laughs> I learned my lesson. Bro, I had that so you. I had that as you. But that, listen, I done fried a few turkeys. <laughs> my uncle, Ted, shout out to my uncle Ted. He, he showed me how to deep fry these turkeys. And boy, I tell you what, yeah, if you do better. it right. Uncle Ted? Yeah, Uncle yeah, Ted. Ted. <laughs> with, the, with the peanut oil. Wait a Ooh. minute. When we going to Uncle Ted's? Is, he, wear, is he wearing the air Monarch shoes. Uh, no, he's not. Dang. He, he, he don't got those on, but he do have the new, new balance. Okay. He's got the Walmart. Thing. Okay. <laughs> the, 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 the old Walmart. man, new balance. The oh, shoes the, matter. The huge, you know, you know, they like bulls, bull shoes. Yes. That's what he wears. Yeah. Anytime, you, anytime, <laughs> anytime you can order your shoes in wide. Extra, 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 extra wide. Yeah, you got to wear 14 wide. Ooh. They're as wide as they are long. Yeah. They're like blocks. Yeah. Bull comes in here. He says that's the only pair of shoes he owns. Yeah. Barney Rubbles. Oh, man, I'm, a, I'm one and two. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm two. Two and one, but Ty's leading the group at three and zero. Three and zero. I, 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 it's not, it's gonna not looking for good for Jay. No. Hey Joe, by the way, Dequell Jackson says what's up. He's watching right now. Oh, nice, great guy. We love, we love Dequell. Tell me, guy. Guy. Tell me Dequell. Dequell's here on Friday, by the way. Yeah, so he is. He's, he's in studio, right? In studio on Friday. Yes, All right, sir. Very good. So if you hit him up, he's going to be in town. He's supposed to be bringing me that good drink, too. Don't be playing around. Yeah, bring I want the good th stuff. Your thousand dollars. Don't be giving me no Burnett's. I don't want no VSO. <laughs> I don't know ENJ. <laughs> you give me the good stuff, buddy. Yeah, he's bringing it. Okay, right, we got two four. more. Next, I have a condition that makes me laugh at extremely sad things. Oh, bro. bro. I'm going, bro. I'm gonna say, bro. See, I've got to make up ground. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go, Joe. But you have a great belly laugh, and I can see you doing that, by the way. But I got to make up ground. So if you just notice what you did. You laugh. You're down. So it's kind of a sad situation. <laughs> <if you laughs> I have it too. That means you have it. Let's get the shovel out, because Jay, you're buried. This is absolutely. Bro, Jerry. Oh. <laughs> oh, so, 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 this is so I got one. So I'm taking junior level English. Me and my roommate, we played football. We back there with like football hoodies on, right? So we getting to talking about trench warfare. We reading these stories about trench warfare in World War One, right? And um, so there was just a random line about somebody guys just going down over this field, getting mowed down. And the fact that the woman said mowed down, I couldn't, I just lost it. And then it, the, the teacher was like, sir, do you, do you feel that it's appropriate to be laughing at people, veterans in the United States Army? And I said, I didn't think of it like that. I, I'm t I try to tell her I got this thing. Trust me, I, it, it hurts me, but I'll be laughing on accident. It ain't funny. And she's like, sir, get out, get out. And by the way, you can only miss two classes for attendance. And she was like, since you already missed one class, that's the second class you missed. You fail. Get up out of here. Wow. This is high school or college? No, this college. Oh, so now we're playing with your eligibility. I'm about to say, you, was, you, was you academically ineligible? I was there at summer. I was summer school game. <laughs> wow, all because of this condition. All because of that, right? It's crazy. I, I even went to What's the, that condition is called? This a, it's, it's a good, it's a yeah, good thing to look it up. The condition. <laughs> a, the condition is called insensitivity. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really actually clinically have this. No, it's a thing. Like, it, like, like, do you have it? Like a doctor told you, yeah, you've got this. So well, like no. if you go to a funeral, you might break out laughing? <laughs> yes. No. Really? It's I can't cope with like, it's like I can't, if you say I got hit by a train, for me, it's going to be like, who dies by getting hit by a train? That never happens. And then I laugh, even though, kinda, like, somebody... I feel, I feel like I got that tad bit, though. Yeah. So it's kind of like Tourette's, I, I, right? A little bit. I think I got that He's little bit. We just start blurting out customers. Yeah, like, it's just... Yeah, yeah, it's definitely... McNuggets, you get that definition coming up next week. Yeah, wow. we, got, we got one more, by the way, and before that... I can't win. Shout out to Dequell, by the way. He's watching. Gee, he says he got whiskey. He's coming with the whiskey. So oh. Dequell, if we have a Mount Rushmore of favorite guests, we have more than four we need to add, but Dequell as a certified uh, yeah. lock on that list I mean, for sure. It's crazy. Okay, right, last five. one. Mm. I have an awesome collection of baseball cards, including a Kobe Bryant rookie card. 
Who doesn't play baseball, but besides the point. Yeah. I'm going to go for um, Joe for that one. I'm going to go Joe as well. Gosh, again, I got to make up ground. <laughs> but I really, you know how much I love baseball. That's my thing. And you mm-hmm. never told me that. I don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> are you, are you <laughs> just, are you my college boyfriend or what? <laughs> I, I just took, I took his age and what Kobe went to us around that time. You just don't look like, I, look, I think like he would have probably appreciated So where, did, where do you go? I got to go, go with Joe. I got to go What's with the Joe. I need to Before go. I give the answer, Please. The, the condition G has is pseudo Bellar effect. Can I? Oh, okay. There I'm trying to go. P-S-E-U-D-O-B-U-L-E-A-R. That's the first time you've ever heard that word. Yeah, it is. And the answer to that question, take it, Steve. It's G. Bush. We just sold. I had a Michael Jordan rookie set. See, Olajuwon, Charles Barkley, yeah. you name it. Some of the the best guys to ever play the game. It really is incredible. So I didn't have Kobe's, but yeah. Uh, so it, this wow. was kind of cool. He, I didn't look at you as a baseball fan, though. Oh come on! I got every. I got every from '95 and '97. I have the entire roster. All of them cemented in plaques. All of them. Kitty Lofton, Bayerga. I think the Bayerga one's actually signed. I also have uh, a lot of uh, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson. I even got NASCAR cards. And you never told Jay this. No, so see, I don't no, even know who he is never anymore. Came up. So this is kind of interesting. It never came up. So these guys said they've been working out together. Like, you guys must be working out for two minutes, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys got a lear- lot of learning to do about each other. We actually be trying to lift. But you it's walk a whole... through the door, walk out, take a sauna, go home. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of them dudes that be spotting you Blue, and never lift. Yeah. You'd be, like, be like, hey, bro, you going to spot me? No, I'm just here to spot you yeah. and talk to people. <laughs> I wanted to go 5-0. and oh. Gee, See, this is great. This Joe, is... did you play baseball? I did. So, If you weren't a, a professional football player, could you have played professional baseball? So I have I told my, you were pretty good. My cousins are all, we're all Division I uh, baseball players. No kidding. Huge, huge baseball fans and baseball players. You know, fans of baseball and players. So uh, my uncle Joe always used to sit there and talk to me about a switch hit, and I liked the game and probably would have played center field. Wow! You know, I could run a little bit yeah. back in the day at least. So it's a great game to a watch. Hit? What a unicorn! A switch hitting Woo! center fielder yeah. that could run, and you're a white with guy. That but, but, <laughs> with that size. But I chose to make minimum wage in the NFL instead of making two hundred fifty million dollars. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it is pretty sick. Do you ever wonder, man, I wonder if I could have made it to the big leagues? Uh, no, I don't I don't really think about that stuff. I've kind of, you know, it's, I always use the term like land a plane. Like I've landed my plane. Like Facts. I don't really think about coulda, woulda, shoulda. I just, I'm appreciative. This is the question. You're asking it wrong. Yeah. Do you have a son? I don't. If no. you had a son and he was trying to decide between football and baseball, which direction would you We'd steer? We'd be working on his right arm right now Look, yeah. <laughs> right. it's just crazy to, you know the, and they're they're great they're unbelievable athletes and to play the game that many you know days in a row and for months in a row and then to to do what they do is it's a, it's an unbelievable game but again on the flip side of it I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for football no kidding like no. I love the game of football yeah, and everything that's great that comes with I it. have to ask you this before you leave because I remember when it was in the news cycle I was like wow that's just such a wild story do, am I remembering correctly? Were were you a victim of a home robbery with a dude with a gun? Yeah. It, it, how, what happened in that situation, and how was it diffused? Yeah. So it kind of goes back to our earlier conversation where <laughs> I uh, I ended up uh, I was going into my barn at my house. I worked out of my my home office that day, and I went in there, and somebody popped up from behind my my bar, uh, and had a gun at my head for thirty minutes, and like my 20 seconds of my life was sheer, like, you know, I'm surprised I didn't wet my pants kind of thing. Like, I was that scared for about 20 seconds. And then the, uh, you know, kind of being an athlete, that fighter, that, 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 that fight or flight kind of thing mm-hmm. kicked in. And I remember reading a, a, an article about Conor McGregor, and he used to talk about some of the best fighters in the UFC that when they're getting choked out can keep their composure and get out of the situation. Right. But for 30 minutes, uh, I was terrorized with a gun, you know, getting a piece of steel to touch the back of your head is never a good thing. Oh, my God. And I was just kind of starting to get my, my head wrapped around uh, depression, you know, kind of getting it right. going. And then PTSD kicked in. And, again, it wasn't the fact I got robbed. It was the fact that had my wife and my two young daughters walked in and that happened to them, uh, it would have been it would have been brutal. How did you diffuse the situation? How did it end? Uh, I mean, basically, uh, once I got outside and – 
I saw him switch the gun from right hand to left hand and kind of look between my barn and my garage. I seen you open it. I bolted. You tackled yeah. him. And believe, no, no, the hell took no. Off. I got back in the house and grabbed oh, my gun. Oh, you ran from him. Back, <laughs> but, but it was just kind of one of those things where, you know, you're, you're not expecting it. You know, I'm in my mid-40s at the time. No, you know, obviously in my late 40s here. But um, you walk into the house and you're just going to a place that my wife, my daughters, like every, every weekend, that was my, that's our kind of watch TV, watch some sports. I read in there. I would get up every morning at 6 o'clock and I'd, you know, I would read books, just not on space or Saturday. <laughs> right. But um, it just, that's what messed with me uh, was the fact that, you know, if my wife and my daughter walked in or my two daughters walked in there, I, that was difficult. Were you targeted because he knew who you were or was he, yeah. did he ever figure out who you were? Uh, well, I mean, it was, it was weird because he had on my, uh, my Super Bowl gloves. And that's when I did have, <laughs> yeah. my son was, my son was living and, uh, you know, I just, I, I thought I recognized, like I recognized something and it were the gloves I wore in the Super Bowl that when he broke in, he went in and grabbed the, uh, he wore them to not put fingerprints on anything. So he um, had to know then that you were a football player at some point. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's pictures and stuff on the wall from you know my former life. But um, again, I think the pain of it all was just. And you, testi- and you testified. I think yeah. I, I, I saw this a, about a year and a half ago, no. and you testified because he, he had broken to someone else's yes. house as well. Yeah. And um, it was just riveting the courtroom. And, and, and I mean, for you to come back and be able to speak with that level of composure no. was was I, I was just like, wow. I told the judge like the competitive side in me is, you know, what I want to do to this guy is never going to be allowed in the courtroom, right? Like you mess with me. Right. Um, and it caused a lot of problems. I can only me. imagine. It caused a lot of problems to the point that I still see doctors for it. And, That's your space. Yeah, well, you know, now I'm ice tubbing and I'm doing all these things to get these endorphins firing in my body and get into happy spaces. So uh, I'm, I'm on the road to recovery with it. But again, it's just like, um, you know, if getting hit over the middle wasn't bad enough, mm. you know, uh, then I had to deal with this. So it took a little bit, but it's been a, a road upward. Of, right. You know, not survival because I survived the thing, but like yeah. the mental health thing is I'm pretty passionate about like, you know, so when you see, you know, again, guys like Maurice that have gone through this and you're do- what you're mm-hmm. doing right now, uh, you know, is to be commended because it's a real thing. And then we got guys that are still playing right now or that have come out and are going through the thing. So yeah. it's real. Off. It was just kind of crazy that I went from like, all right, I'm feeling better with my depression and then bam. And that was a yeah. whole other set. I mean, hyper vigilance and sitting outside at two in the morning with a a shotgun in my lap waiting for somebody to come down wow. the driveway is never a good thing. Yeah, no. You know, sleeping, uh, not being able to sleep. And, like, it was a, a weird thing, but uh, I'm alive. I'm happy to be doing the show. Yeah. I'm you, happy you, to um, be sitting next to my boy. Bro, 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 bro <laughs> you had mentioned. My white um, brother over here. <laughs> <laughs> you, had, um, you had mentioned your son. Yeah. Um, and I remember I was working in Tampa yeah. at the time. And it's to this day, I've been in this game 35 years. Yeah. It was the one story because I was, a, I'm a parent, and right. at the time I had a young son. Yeah. And when your family was going through that yeah. and the loss of your son, I don't ever remember a time in the game where I felt like I couldn't go on television and talk about a story, because we are the journalists in me. You have this weird wall that you build that you can separate yourself from yeah. the story. That's what you're supposed to do. When that was going on, and that was in the news cycle, first of all, I thought the way you handled that publicly was absolute, one of the most incredible things I've ever seen from a professional athlete, because I personally can't imagine ever going through a tragedy that's anything like that. I think that's the worst thing that can happen to anybody is to have to lose a child, particularly a young child. But I thought the way you handled that was incredible, and I'm sure that's probably shaped who you are today as well. But I just want to, on, on behalf of everyone that was around you at that time, I just want to publicly commend yeah. you because it was it was the bravest face I'd ever seen on someone who I knew was walking through a living hell. Right. It was incredible. Yeah, I think, uh, again, I don't know what it is. Like, it's like I have this um, knack from being around, this knack for being around not good stuff, right? But he's buried here in Cleveland, and after uh, – 
you know, I got a, the Super Bowl 37 emblem right on a stone. And wow. again, I survived. And I, the reason, like, guys ask, like, how come you don't coach football? How come you're not involved in football? How come you're not doing TV? How come you're not doing this stuff? It's because I've seen the ugly side of mm. life. That's mm. the hardest thing I've ever been through, right? Mm. But now I've got these two daughters that, again, I push them. I want them to be not depending on a guy. I want them to be the man, if you know, if you can say that, right? I want them to be the person. I want them to be independent and flourishing. Uh, but... Again, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I'm very fortunate to uh, have a good family, my wife, my kids, my parents, uh, my best friends. Uh, I keep myself occupied. Uh, and again, there's, I don't know, for whatever reason, I just seem to have this mark on my back of sometimes bad stuff. But You were at the, the, the when Lon's Winery, the deck collapsed. Yeah, I saved somebody. Well, I tried you, to save a guy. The only guy that died, I was holding him, his head together. And, uh, Which is another, for those that don't remember, yeah. there was uh, on Middle Bass Island yeah. um, in Lake Erie, there's a popular winery. resort yeah. island, I guess, and there was a, a winery, Lons Winery, it's still there, but it's a much different vibe today, but there was a, too many people on the deck and the whole thing yeah. collapsed and you were there. I can only imagine that trauma. It's, it's uh, I know, listen, as I said, I've been around it. I'm not afraid to dive <laughs> in and try to help people. Uh, and again, it's it's funny. Maybe maybe there's a reason I need to get out of Cleveland quick because <laughs> no, I love Ohio, man. But I just had so much stuff happen to me. I'm like, you know what? Maybe moving yeah. out west and I don't mountains. think there's a better representative of Cleveland. No, I don't. I, I appreciate just, you, it you, because your work ethic. You, you know, you, you had that blue collar work ethic that we have, yeah. and um, you've always carried yourself with such grace, and you've always been nothing but a consummate professional. And we're thrilled that we had a chance to have you come yeah, in. You want to stick around for our top five? Sure. Because it's when you go out there, it's going to be about 10 degrees hotter than you came in. <laughs> and it was already hot when you came in. Oh, no. In. It was two a day hot outside. My, I my, had flash yeah, two my warehouse. Hot. When two I walked into my hot. warehouse on 55th today, I walked in, and, I mean, it was bad. And it's supposed my, to be in you know, heated decks. Like right? it's, it's creeping up there. So the warehouse had to be 115. And I called all my employees together, and I said, if you need my ass, I'll be upstairs in the air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the top five things. McNugget, explain it. Yeah, so, Joe, thanks for sticking around. We're just going to go to the end of the show. We're not even going to break. Okay, We're gonna great stick idea. around and do these. So, as always, the Ultimate Five is brought to you by Roundstone, and today's top five is the <laughs> best things to do on a ridiculously super hot day. So, yeah, first Roundstone. and foremost, though, yeah. let's give Roundstone some love. <laughs> Roundstone offers a better alternative for affordable quality health care. For more than a decade, Roundstone Insurance has been saving small and mid-sized businesses money, an average of 20%, yet yeah, 20%. Contact us today to learn how you can get great health care benefits that your employees will love and save money, too. So, today's record heat in Cleveland it is only appropriate. I got my Hawaiian shirt. I'm going to the beach after the show today. Nice. I'm going to post up. What beach? I think we're to Edgewater. It's close. Hey, you yeah. consider that? Is we we got to get you It's not some. a real beach. Listen, I'm from Jersey. I, I know what real beach is. <laughs> is this, it's just sand next to the lake, but it's the closest thing. Is this, a, this, sand next to is the this, lake. this, this <laughs> an official visit or unofficial visit? You, you got you some recruits with you? Yeah, we'll talk after. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got some stuff in my system, Yeah. 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 <laughs> Always has the wheels turning. <laughs> Always. I'm telling you, the first thing he asked me was, so what's the lady scene like here in Cleveland? Hold on, wait. Mike, before you go. What's up? You trying to come, Tyvis? No, but hit, <laughs> no, no. I that, never was there. Hit that weight room before you go. Hey, you know? my boy, no, he's, he's He got shit. his best Hawaiian shirt on. He ready to rock. All right, top five. All right, number five. When it's super, super hot, the best thing is just fly somewhere where it's not so hot. Get out of the heat. Leave. The other four are actually involved with heat. But number five is to get away. Okay. Avoid it as quickly as humanly possible. I guess. I'm um, not a, I'm not a, I'd rather just stay in the heat. Yeah. I ain't going to the cold. Give I'm me the right. <laughs> I just stay in the heat. I can't go to ask Dude. What I'm going to do there? Like, I'm going to just be looking at the snow and the trees. Nah, yeah. I'm not going nope. anywhere. Yep. All right. All right, number four. <laughs> not going over so well so far, McNuggets. Get some ice cream. Who doesn't love ice cream? Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, for sure. Totally. Mitchell's. Hey. The best. Yeah. I might eat some ice cream at my house and then go get some ice cream. <laughs> <at my house>. <laughs> <laughs> favorite flavor, Joe. What's your favorite flavor? Right now, I've been doing these drumstick uh, over at DQ right now. Oh, Ooh, drumstick yeah. flurry. Like, it's not healthy. <laughs> Wait a minute. They got a, a flurry? Yeah, uh, like a bl the blizzard type? Don't say I never told you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going. Yeah. I got that's one right by the house. I'm going. Yeah, that's that's detrimental good. to the weight loss. You don't look like you consume anything that could be bad for you. No, I do. I do. You haven't, you're, but your body type hasn't changed at all since you no, played. I'm probably about 
12 pounds heavier than what I actually feel healthier now. You had to eat like a bird when I played. <laughs> yeah. I my weight at 229. You still yep. lifting though? Yeah, just I walk. You that's, have to ask that? That's, yeah. Well, that's kind of Some the Some people funny. naturally no. be. Sun's out. Sun's out. But no, it's not even that. It's like now the funniest thing is watching the 70-year-old person go run by you on a jog, yeah. and I'm taking a four-mile walk in the neighborhood. <laughs> like, that's my new exercise <laughs> right now. See, that's the thing. People don't realize, when is the last time you sprinted? Yeah, you, if y'all, I just did it like a couple weeks ago. I did it to prove it to myself. <laughs> like, right. I, I got Do just, I still I, got hamstrings? Still I'm, I'm 28. <laughs> Give it time. Yeah, no, I'm 28. Like, Wait, I was, when's the last time you broke out to in full sprint? Full no, sprint, like well, moving. I, not sprint, but interval runs I do every day. Do you? Yeah, so but not hard. Just like walk, run, walk, run. Just like just trying to yeah. keep my heart rate up. Sure. Yeah. If you had That's to run idea. a forty, time. No, oh. I'm dropping. <laughs> I'm dropping. I'm dropping like four five, four six today. Yeah. Four five. Well, four, see, six you today. ain't that far removed. Ooh, I got news so for you. Rich Eisen's running faster than me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best videos yeah. of the combine. Ever. No, I love the rich run, rich run. Okay, number oh, number three. three. Yeah, it's what I'm doing today. Go to the, beach, the beach, lake. Go okay. to the beach. Yeah. Okay. No, I can't do that. All right. You can't yeah. go to the bush. You're not the pool. I, 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 I one time see. I'm You're not, not that dude that wears jeans to the no, beach. No, hold on. I'll tell you a story. <laughs> now I went to OU. I'm, I'm the first ballot Hall of Famer when it comes to party. I'm, I, I was the party king. OU? But I went to OU. Yeah. So the first time I went to Panama City. I'm down there and I'm thinking I'm fly. This like 2002, right? Ti, I had a huge, I had a, I had a velour, a whole Sean John velour suit on. Mm, that was and they weird. like, and my that wife, my best, my best friend's a country white dude named JT. Said, buddy, what are you doing in that velour? You're gonna lose your. I said, man, this is what we wear. And I got out to that beach, had a, a, a whole nother. Wait, you uh, wore that to the beach? Oh, I was out there with a oh, chain. Why would you do with that? With a chain and everything. The, the real Joe's not wearing that. <laughs> Definitely bro Jurevich. And they didn't tell me that black people had to put Santan lotion on. I, I'm on that. I'm like, on that trait that I don't believe in that either. Though. Bro, I woke. I went to sleep on the beach because I was yeah, kind of drunk and, and woke up and had to, and was all, thought I was gonna die. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was. I was confused. I was in shock, and I, and I couldn't even go out the next day. So yeah, black people, you do need suntan lotion. That's another level. Don't play yourself. And, and block, please don't burn. take the velour. Yeah. <laughs> Um, number number two, two. more, two yeah. more. Yeah, this one three words. May indulge in one today, but ice cold beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you switch that beer word with lemonade, and you talking my language. Uh, ice cold beverage. Not a beer How guy. That? I don't. I've never consumed. Alcohol I just never had a drink. Alcohol. No kidding. Like, uh, uh, never. Wow. No smoke. No none of that. I've done no smoke. He's but pure. Yeah, that's what they, that's what they say. Is is. I, my family was terrible growing up. I watched some stuff and I said, you know what? If this is how y'all you're act, scared straight. Yeah, if this is how y'all act on it, then I sh and, I'm, and I'm like y'all. There's no way that <laughs> no, I'm going to touch it. No way. No, hey, I, I commend you for that. The Good consensus is with the bro with yeah. the two bros and the Joes. Uh, I drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you got too. Lemonade. It'd man. be Natty Light. Yeah, give me two of them. Ice cold. Natty Light. Yeah. Natty Light. <laughs> <laughs> you're still living in OU. The Milwaukee's beast. Milwaukee. <laughs> We gotta get him paid more. He's balling on the budget right there. <laughs> hey, that's what we're doing. And the number one thing to do on a ridiculously hot summer day is yeah, this is stay in I'm the house. To do it in Ohio yet? Okay. But the number see. one thing to do stay on in a the super house. hot day in Ohio, Steve, take it. Get the invite to Jay's boat. <laughs> <laughs> we still ain't seen that. Wait, what are you doing today? Please let me see that picture again. Steve, let's go back let's one. Go. <laughs> the only thing missing was the velour suit. Man, listen. <laughs> Anthony wow. just stuck his head in there. Right. Anthony, did you make that graphic? That's what I thought. Like, hey, yeah, I said, I said that to one Anthony yesterday. I made sure he got the time to make, hey, that, yeah, yeah. make that one appropriate. <laughs> hey, that boat, see, the boat life is different, right? That boat life, if, 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 we, we have two classifications. You got a fishing boat or you got an underneath boat. The underneath boat is if there's any place you can lay down, put a bag, or there's a cabin underneath he there, do, do you, you rich as hell. Yes, that's <laughs> a fact. So, that is a fact. I would love to go out on, on the lake today, but I work a second job after well, this one. I'll right. take your boat out. But I can't, he said I'll take I your boat out. It's too hot outside to do anything. Well, right see, now. The, right now the water temperature is still cold. It's yeah. still like refreshing when you go in. In August, when Jay, it's 100 yeah. and you go Jay, in and the lake is like 80. I'm staying in the house yeah. with the AC on. 
All right. Now, when we grew up, I, I, I don't know about you. When we grew up, we didn't have no AC. Like, no, yeah. so what, we, what, what would be on my list was you go to the grocery store. Like, if it's too hot, just we, hang out in hang produce. Out by the push-up Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> we got to go to Giant Eagle and get something. I don't know what it is. We're going to make it up, but it's hot as hell in here. We got one, eight, one window unit. <laughs> oh, McNuggets, I, uh, I'll tell you, don't sleep on this. Slip and slides are for kids. <laughs> but they should be for adults because yeah, I, I go do that when you when it's really super hot mm. and you put the slip and slide out. It's a blast. I mean, just I can you, imagine. it goes back to being, you know, like 12 years old again. Somebody just having a good time. Yeah. Somebody going to uh, so get on that fire. So, McNuggets, you have to come over and do my slip and slide. <laughs> We're going to put you outside. Yeah, it's a little tight before I let you on the boat, not, though. Not the yacht. Not the yacht. Yeah. Hold on. Hey. So, yeah, we're we're in, the the boat. in the span of one week, Jay just said that, and I support Russia. So, we got <laughs> <laughs> No, Rushi. That's not what you said the first time. <laughs> There's a high school in Russia in Ohio called Russia <laughs> right. and they were playing in the state baseball championship and we were talking about that story last week and I pronounced it Russia and we all thought like wait Russia I've never heard of Russia that I later found out that it's pronounced Rushi mm. yes. oh, where, where's it at where's the it's in western today? part of the state they won the state championship in division four I saw that so smaller class but Somebody in the town elders must have said, yo, we can't go with this Russia. Yeah. <laughs> this, this isn't working. Yeah, this, there's no Russia. delay on this live. Yeah. These are completely live. This is right to the phone. Uh, <laughs> so we got 12 minutes left, and we got to make sure we get to Maurice's final take. So okay. I've teased this video as what the Internet is saying. And as always, what the Internet is oh, saying okay. is brought to us by our favorite airfoil company in the world, PCC Airfoils. Are you looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? This is crazy. PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for positions starting at $18 an hour and up, plus get full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. Apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. And instead of what the Internet is saying, today's segment – is what the internet is asking. Steve, oh. when the Stinger's done playing, please take 124 full and observe. Is this the video that you've been teasing for two days? Yeah, Tyvis, you got some explaining to do, bro. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Don't do this. Don't do this. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. It gets better, hold on. Can I tell my story? You missed the ball and threw your club. Oh, so that's so. Let me tell you the story. So look, I gotta tell the world because I need to set this straight. Bro. Okay. So before, so Bobby Carpenter asked me to come to this golf celebrity golf event. Sure. And I told Bobby, I said, Bobby, I would love to come, but I've never golfed in my life. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, just come up there and just talk to people. <laughs> just, just network. So, of course, I go. No clubs, no ball. You know, I get, all right, back. I'm saying, he's like, we're going to put you on a hole, and you just stand there at the hole, and people going to come rotate. Oh, so you were the celebrity that just hit the tee shot with all the Yeah, groups. with everybody that come to that hole. Okay. And they have to pay $50. Right. So, it's like, $50, you can with Tyvis to take a hit. So, the guy put, comes up. He was like, I was like, listen, before you pay, I've never played golf before. How you never play golf? Because it. I'm a football player. I ain't playing no golf. Yeah. Basketball or baseball. So I'm not playing no golf. No. Thomas don't do nothing. No. Golf, drink, no. smoke. So usually the people that do that on a golf course do drink. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, so let me finish telling the story. So the guy. You sure you never <laughs> something, something. So, so the guy pays the $50 for me to, to golf. So I said, well, can I borrow your club and can I borrow the ball? He says, sure, go ahead. <gasps> oh, so, no. That's so, another man's club. So, <laughs> so, that's not even his That's club. another man's club. <laughs> Yo, that might be one. Oh. That's a, oh, no. This is so much better than so, I ever thought of. So, so you bought somebody so, a driver. So, no, it wasn't a driver. It was an eight iron. But anyway, so I'm sitting there. It's like, all right, let me get some practice swings. Oh. So I'm like, y'all tell me if I'm doing it right. So boom, take a couple practice swings. They're like, yeah, that looks good. Like, just keep your head down on the ball. I'm like, all right, boom. So y'all, we all <laughs> former athletes in here, right? So you know how when, right when you about to make contact, playing wide receiver, right when you about to make contact, you tighten up, right? A little bit. I didn't make contact with the ball. So I never thought to tighten my grip, and I just threw the club, and it just, it was gone. Like, it was phew, so, straight in the water. So, so the guy that paid 50 bucks had to play the rest, rest of his round without an eight iron. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you yeah. give him the 50 bucks back? <laughs> 
No. Uh, <laughs> it went to charity. It was a, for charity. It was for charity. For another eight iron. Yeah, listen, <laughs> I told, I, I told if, if they, the, the, the New Albany Country Club said that they would go find, get the club out. But if they don't get the club out, I will buy him an eight iron. When was this? This was Monday. Did you confirm we got his club off. back? No, I got to reach out to him. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen stuff happens. Like, listen, I told, but this is the thing. This is so this is this the part of the story that nobody tells you. After that, that wasn't it. Like, I kept, people kept coming up. I told what happened. They was like, you know what? Just don't lose my club. <laughs> so I started hitting the ball. I started making contact, and I actually got close to getting it on the green. So it's hope. Therefore, a guy that's never did it to start from there and no. to go where I finished, like it's hope. But yeah. my career is over with. I think I need to just, just go, go here. I went to Top Golf before. I did it twice, and I actually like on the drive. I was killing. I beat everybody. Man, that, that explains that, the clubs that are on four eight. <laughs> <laughs> stuff happens, man. <laughs> I know who put those there. Yeah, Tyvis has been here. You play golf, Joe? I do a little bit. Yeah, but uh, you ain't yeah. never did that. No. <laughs> well, you ain't living there. That's a long drive competition to see who can throw the club the furthest. Listen, he still got his club. If y'all, y'all need to go listen to the sound effect. If y'all would have heard how hard I swung that club, whew, So man. there was a whoosh sound. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's loud, and too. You can't confirm. You could hear it on Twitter. I, I believe it. That yeah, it is. That's it's fantastic. So we're going to do um, Maurice's final take and then say goodbye. That sounds good to me. Maurice, right. you ready? Maurice, this is big now. To Joe, every week, every day on the show, we end with uh, final takes. Right. And Maurice, is. this is the second time he's been here. He was here mm-hmm. as a guest. Now he's here sitting in for Bull. So I'm, I can't wait to see Don't mess the church's go. money up now. I know this is going to be good. <laughs> this is going to be good. Okay. Final take. Oh, I, I, y'all surprised me. Right there. You, oh, so you look, you look right there, and you tell the world what you want them to know. Right there. Oh, okay. That was profound. Huh? Hold on, wait. Take, take two. There we go. I just checked in the rundown. So this is what, what you want the world to know. Uh, well, it was two things. We forgot to get it. In, we forgot to get it in during the conversation. One, you'll have a lot of fun in Nebraska, Joe. I lived in Nebraska for a couple years. Oh, is this it right now? Go ahead. No, yeah, you good. Yeah, you yeah, good. Just, just roll it. Just take, roll it. Take final three. take. Take three. <laughs> final take. This was a great show. I did want to mention during the show that you have a great time in Nebraska. I lived out there for a couple years. They have great people. They have the best restaurants. It's like the, the coolest and calmest place. I know you were as a rancher, right. but I lived in Omaha, and I love it out there in Omaha. So that is that. Uh, Bro Jerry Vicious and Joe Jerry Vicious, y'all need to collaborate and make a product. I think that that's well. Uh, <laughs> it was a great time meeting Tyvis. Thanks for coming. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. I will definitely be back a thousand times. This is the best and cheapest laugh. Brian Ekrod, I know you're listening to me. I told you I was going to give you a shout-out because uh, we got some visitors for the show. But I don't know. Uh, support Cleveland sports. Don't be quick to judge everything with the Deshaun Watson thing. Gather all information. Make your own judgment. And um, I don't know. Y'all just, I thought I was going to watch something and something else was going to happen. No, but man. No, that, that was good. good. <laughs> that was good. Profound and beautiful. Listen, I love it. That's great. It was Final short. take is, you know, just something that's on Summarize. your mind that you want to blast out there. You, know? oh. you want me to show you how it's done? Let me do a final take. And you nailed it. You want to do a final take? He's a pro now. He's a pro now. We got him together. Put the camera on. Camera three up to Tyvis. Put the camera on me. It's coming. Oh, this is going to be. I know what you're going to do. What are you going to do? This better be about golf, bro. This ain't golf. Oh. And we love Leroy. You got to do that one. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Shout Leroy. Shout out to off. Leroy. Shout out to Steve. You know, go Bucks. Anyways, uh, my final take today is you, know, you need to take the time out to, to reach out to your favorite athletes. You know, all throughout our careers, we go through it and we on this high pedal stool. Everybody loves us. You cheer for us on the field. You cheer for us off the field. You know, we're getting people that was wearing our jerseys and it's so inspiring to us. But the time that we need y'all to cheer the most is once that playing days is over. We dealt, we talked today about how people deal with depression. I know for when I was done, because it, it happens so suddenly that just you're never really expecting it to happen. It can just happen at a snap of a finger. So you need to reach out to those guys because you never know where their headspace is going to be. You know, for me, I never knew what my plan B was. Plan, a, plan B for me growing up was to make sure that plan A worked. So once I got that final call that, and they released me and I was done playing football, I didn't know what to do. 
thank God I had a wonderful wife who was there to support me and help me through it. But it was to a point where I felt truly lost because just giving up something that I just spent my entire life trying to be the best at. And to not do that anymore, I didn't know what to do. So luckily, I had a beautiful wife that helped me out, and I had a friend that got me into doing media. But the, the whole point of this message is to please support your favorite athletes post-career because that is when we need your support the most. That's a great point. Good one. There it is. That is a great there point. Because uh, when that music stops, it gets quiet real quick. Oh, forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> no, hey. That's so final. I mean, you, you're dealing with extremes, really, because your whole life, you're the best on the team. You're, you know, you've got all the adulation. Sometimes they bend the rules for you because you're good. And you get 100,000 people in a stadium cheering for you. You're holding a Super Bowl trophy. Yeah. And then one day, it's like that sound effect where the record skips. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and the brakes are applied. And it just suddenly, it just gets deafeningly quiet. And uh, that's Amen. a great message. So suggestion to all you people out there, just be medium like me. Never be that good. <laughs> no highs, no lows. Ain't nobody gonna take that time. Right, you medium. That, no expectations. Ain't like, boy, he done made it. This the highest I've ever been. Says the man who carries this around with him wherever he goes. This the highest I ever been. Mom, I'm on the set with Joe Jaravicious, Tyvis Powell, and the great Maurice Claret. Uh, as we sign off, can we make sure that this show gets clipped and sent to the Kansas City radio station? It's time that they're oh, yeah. in on the joke. A absolutely. It is time they're so, in. No, I, 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 I did want to ask this. I want to know, is the person still employed? That's right? what I want to know. I want to know the same thing. <laughs> they should have brought you over right there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Over the whole station. Come on now. The next, the, ne <laughs> our, the next evolution of this story is to reach out to the radio We do host. have to reach out. We and will reach out. Yeah. And hopefully very soon. The next time Maurice is on, we'll make sure we get an answer from the KC radio station. But we got, we got 60 seconds. 63 seconds. So. Uh, Joe, will you come back? I will. Because we had a blast. We had a blast with you. Oh, we didn't. Yes. Joe Jurevicius, uh, <laughs> even better person than he was a football player, and he was as good as it came, as as good as it had in that in that time frame. Joe Jurevicius was money, third down guy, played on great teams, three Super Bowls. So Joe, Dang. thanks again. Just thanks, don't Chris. follow Trent Dilfer. <laughs> <laughs> don't follow Trent Dilfer. Uh, we are out of time. We're back tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern on uh, the. I think the greatest Cleveland sports show. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what is? Come on now, man. <laughs> <Say goodbye. laughs> As we wave goodbye to an eight iron. Just like you Back tomorrow, beat the heat. We'll see you then. The arms, the arms swing. The arms swing right there. <laughs>